Well, greetings, imagination connoisseurs. It is I, your Viceroy of Verisimilitude, Robert Meyer Burnett, flying solo today. I can do, well, I've got Ray Ora and I've got Jonathan, producer Jonathan here. Uh, basically, when the cat's away, um, you know, it's uh, it's fantastic. I'm get, I, I get to do a, a, I've never done a, a what is this, a show retrospective, a after show? I've never done one by myself, at least not on this channel. Uh, this is a spoiler-filled discussion of The Boys, Episode 8, Season 3's Climax. I mean, during the Herogasm episode, we saw a lot of climaxing, but in this climax, all those story story I can't even speak. All those story threads were 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 brought together in a frothy mix of of violence and revelation. And my God, let me just say, I I have loved the boys season eight. I think this is season eight. Boys season three, episode eight, but I've loved this whole season. I let me just take that back. Hi everyone, Robert Meyer Burnett here, and welcome to the Boys After Show. <laughs> but this 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 season of the boys. I mean, it's only eight episodes. I wish it was more. We know they're going into production on season four relatively quickly. We've heard that from Carl Urban. This season, I thought, was exemplary. I thought the writing was top-notch. I thought that all the characters were incredibly well-served. They upped the ante. Homelander's never been scarier. The deep is smarmy. Uh, uh, Mother's Milk had a a great moment with his own daughter uh, where she, she expressed her love to him and and he explained why he does what he does to protect her uh the the the, the fight Jensen Eccles a soldier boy has been amazing this season and it all led up to this everybody had their moment uh the the all the strings that were dangling were pulled taut together i loved this episode now you know, did it hit the highs of previous episodes in the season? Did it blow you away like what happened with the opening episode of the season? Maybe not, but I thought from a storytelling standpoint, it was incredibly satisfying. Um, the 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 battle at Vought Tower, I mean, that's what I would call this. The battle at Vought Tower, everything led up to that. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen, who was going to fight who, and I have to say, it was all quite surprising the way everything unfolded. Um, Maeve got sprung from captivity. I, I love that. And I have to say, watching Maeve and Homelander go at it, uh, trading punches, I loved that fight. It was shocking what Homelander did to Maeve, took her eye. Um, I didn't expect that. And then, of course, her final sacrifice, taking Soldier Boy out of Vought Tower. So... He didn't blow everything up. Uh, you know, I, I loved all this. I loved Kamiko and Frenchie. Uh, what happened there? I love that Kamiko turned the tables on Frenchie and said, you know, get your head out of your ass. And I need you to be here for me. And he stepped up to the plate. I really like that. I've liked that storyline that's happened all season long with them. Um, again, Homelander going to get Ryan. I mean, literally, is Ryan going to be Mordred? Is, is Ryan going to be even a larger threat than Homelander? The two of them working together. I mean, little little baby Ryan. Um, wow, he's all grows up now, and it is terrifying. The smile that, that ends this episode, that smile on his face was chilling. Boy, did I love that. And for the first time, I mean, we saw Homelander amidst a group of people finally just 
behead, well, he cut a dude's head in half, like skewered it with his his heat vision. That was to 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 a a mob that was screaming with delight as he did so. I'm like, that's kind of the future of America. That's the terrifying future that I, I mean. This show, this show is not only is it is it darkly funny. It's a it's an incredible black comedy at times. It's a dark social satire, but it is also chilling. And this show does such a good job of making you feel all of these things at once. And I, I, I mean, Ashley, you know, she was, she was, <laughs> she had to take her wig off, which we didn't know anything about. And Homelander saying, you know, to Noir, I can see through, I can see your face. Like, and now we're never going to know what Homelander did to Black Noir, hugged him, and then plunged his arm right into Black Noir's body, disemboweled him, and left him to die because Black Noir knew that Soldier Boy was his father and never said anything. Um, that was terrifying. And again, I wouldn't have thought Black Noir was going to die. And the fact that Homelander then told The Deep and his remaining teammates, you're such a disappointment, The Deep and A-Train, and Ashley, uh, which is basically the remainder of the seven, really. And I, I, I feared for all of their lives. Honestly, I thought at one point Homelander was going to kill everybody in this show. And it was it was terrifying. And then, of course, the final battle of Vought Tower when you had Maeve, you had Homelander, you had Starlight. Um, you had, of course, Soldier Boy. You had Butcher. Um, they were all fighting. And it was... What a what an incredibly tense scene! The way it was all intercut, I again I loved it, and it all led up to that. And of course, at the end, as Soldier Boy was powering up to, he was going to kill Butcher, and and Maeve took him out, f- tossed him right outside the building. They were falling together, and he exploded midair. He stole Maeve's powers, and she was left with one eye and powerless. And she and her girlfriend are now leaving. And you saw that Ashley had surveillance video of her let her go and erase the tape. So maybe hopefully Maeve will find some peace in her life because that bastard Homelander is never going to find her. But the way this episode ended with Homelander teamed up with young Ryan, having now killed a civilian on national television, presumably he liked it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We know that there's an election coming up. We put that in place. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing Homelander either run for president or, or just declare himself president and say, hey, I dare any of you to come take me out because nobody can. And then we see that Soldier Boy himself is not gone. Maeve did not take him out. He is put back into deep freeze to be brought out again. I mean, Jensen Eccles added so much to the show this season. He was so good. His attitude, everything about him. I mean, he's one of the great anti-heroes, I think, of in television history, really. Um, and I don't think that's hyperbole. I really, really, really did love what uh, he brought to the show. He exceeded any of my expectations. His performance is spot on. And I just, I love his voice. I love listening to him. And um, I hope they bring him back because he is an incredible villain. And I think he's the one man that actually scares Homelander. And, um, you know, again, I wish the season was, was eight episodes longer. I found myself on the edge of my seat for this. 
Uh, and they've done a really great job this season to 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 walk a tightrope between really hard hitting emotional scenes between characters with real pathos and real emotional stakes. And then also hell's a pop and violence that you can't get enough of. And I find that the 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 tightrope that this show walks on is quite uh, effective, but also it's quite a marvel from a writing standpoint. I'm a huge fan of, of of the writing on the show. I think a lot of people, the people that don't watch the show, I can understand that they think it's crass and they think it's maybe not for them because it is very extreme and it is gross. And it, but in an in my my mind, an awesome way. I mean, if there were real superheroes, they'd be a lot more along the lines of this than they would be in Thor, say Love and Thunder. I mean, look at this guy, Anthony Starr has left an indelible impression on the television landscape. I don't remember. He might very well be one of the great, you know, I used to watch 30-something. And Miles Drentel, who, I mean, 30-something is nothing like this, but it was just a show about two families in their 30s, really, and friends in their 30s. But there was a great, um, David Clennon played Miles Drentel, and I thought he was a great villain. Uh, not a villain like in the, he, more, he was more of a villain in the, in uh, in Succession's Logan way. But, uh, and I love that character. Homelander blows that guy away. Homelander might be the very the best villain that we've ever seen in any televised medium ever. And uh, Anthony Starr's performance just keeps getting better and better and better. And he, I, I mean, where where have they been keeping this guy? He, he give this man an Emmy. He absolutely deserves it for this season. I hope he wins. I don't know if Emmy voters would ever embrace this show, especially after watching the first episode of this season or getting to episode six, which is Herogasm. I don't know if everyone, anyone would ever recover from that. Certainly the Emmy uh, board, whoever whoever votes, if you, however you get into that academy to vote, I don't think people will vote Anthony Starr for Best Actor, but he certainly deserves it because, by God, what a performance this man brings. And I would say everybody really brought it. Um, you know, uh, Quaid brought it. I, I love Huey this season. I've, of course, love what Butcher has done this season. I mean, Carl Urban, my God. Uh, no one says the C word better than him. Nobody can swear better than him. No one can scowl better than him. Look at that face. I mean, that God, what an amazing group of characters. I mean, I could wax rhapsodic about this show all day long. But you know what? I want to hear what you all have to say about this show, because other than raving and talking about all the, the plot revelations, I mean, you all seen it. That's why you're here watching the show. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our sponsor, the great people at Storyblocks. We want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's video, Storyblocks. Guys, I have been an enthusiastic fan and user of Storyblocks for years. I go to them whenever I'm in need of content creation assets like royalty-free music, video clips, or templates for my creative projects, ranging anywhere from little editorial videos to my very own full feature documentary. Storyblocks helps you bring your stories, videos, and projects to life without sacrifices due to time, budget, or access to resources. They have over 1 million different story assets, ranging from stock videos, audio and music, an in-browser video editor, and they feature pre-designed 
design templates, animations, and outros. Storyblocks uses an affordable subscription model and their unlimited access plans offers, well, unlimited video and audio downloads rather than a costly pay-per-clip model. With Storyblocks, you'll be able to create more content and more importantly, better content, all while using a subscription plan that fits your budget, utilizing unlimited downloads of demand-driven and diverse content. So if you're interested in upping your content creation game, head over to www.storyblocks.com slash campia and get started today. That's www.storyblocks.com slash campia. And thanks to our friends from Storyblocks. They're a great company. And if you're an editor of any kind or you make your own YouTube videos, Storyblocks will have footage for you to use till the cows come home. So thank you, Storyblocks. But you know, there's somebody I want to hear from before we begin with your questions, and that's Mr. Ray Ora. Ray, what did you want to say about the boys? Oh, you didn't oh, want to say no, anything about no, the boys. No, no. What did you want to talk about, Ray? A, a, a filthier show. Just want to give a shout out to For All Mankind. For All Mankind. You know, I, I mean, I'm not watching the boys, but I really should start. But right now I'm watching For All Mankind, so uh, I just wanted to throw that in there for no reason. I don't know why. Well, For All Mankind is great. And by the way, they had an exclusive, I think, uh, patches set they were giving out at San Diego Comic-Con. It's, it's sold out. And I heard on Twitter from CBS Studios, they said, thanks for promoting For All Mankind. They slid into my DMs and they said they'd send me some swag. Well, CBS Studios, if you have any of those exclusive patches or pins from All Mankind, uh, can you please send me two sets so me and Ray Orta <laughs> can have them? But now let's hear what you have to say about Episode 8, Season 3 of The Boys. And we'll start with Sam Fisher. I would be totally convinced that they were writing off Maeve altogether if it wasn't for Ashley knowing Maeve was alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I don't know why I didn't really think that Maeve was being imprisoned in Vought Tower, but she was. I was right downstairs. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. They they can't write off Maeve, though. I really love Maeve. I love the actress that plays her. I think she's great. And I'm glad that she's still on the show. I mean, look, she's just one vial of Compound V away from becoming a new superhero. So come on now. Uh, I really love her. And I really it was so satisfying to watch her just beat the shit out of Homelander. I mean, even though if he got he got the drop on her and poked her eye out, but still she got in some great licks and I really enjoyed her giving him hell. It was great. Um, the Iberian troll says also, now that Homelander finally killed a civilian in front of witnesses just to be cheered for it, I think he's only going to escalate it all. Well, Iberian troll, I agree. He now killed somebody openly. He killed a civilian that called him a name in front of the world. I think once he gets away with that, and he probably will, he will be emboldened to do more emboldened to perhaps take the presidency who knows i could see it happening and i bet everybody would vote for him but it's terrifying either way uh sam fisher comes on uh, comes back to say i called it the season would end with mave happily dis depowered and reunited with her girlfriend i called that baby well sam you did i like that i mean her girlfriend's hot i'm glad they're gonna live happily ever after they make a great couple I just want Maeve to seek and find the happiness she so richly deserves. So hopefully people will leave her alone. And if we never see her again, I'm just going to believe that she's happy. But I would like to see her come back and kick some major bootay, if you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. Carl Black, one of two. Uh, 
I like the episode overall, but how can they just build up this arc for Black Noir getting retribution against Soldier Boy in the last episode and not even come close to remotely paying it off? By not even having them confront each other and having Homelander just kill the poor guy. I wanted to see Black Noir and Soldier Boy, and they wasted the golden opportunity. F the writers for this. Car Black, uh, I'm right there with you, but I have to say... In this show, these kinds of unexpected things happen. And while I I would love to have seen Black Noir really get some payback from Soldier Boy, I almost felt it was more powerful and more abrupt and more like, oh, the fact that Homelander just took him out. And um, uh, while it might not have been the satisfying thing that would happen, you know, what would really have happened other than he couldn't have done anything to soldier boy. And I think in a way by giving that unexpected twist, it might've been abrupt, but I was like, I was taken aback by that. It was surprising to me. And while I would say on one hand, yeah, you could say off the rock the writers, but I, I actually enjoyed the fact cause I didn't see it coming. I thought for sure that we were going to get some kind of confrontation that might've gone an interesting way. But the fact that they never got there and that Homelander killed black noir, uh, that was unexpected. And um, I liked it, but I can totally understand your discontent. Hero75 says, with four open spots on the seven, do you think Homelander will fill them with loyalists or will he not even worry about keeping a team? If he fills the team, what powers would be cool if they had? Thanks. Well, Hero75, I think the seven are done. I think Homelander is going to anoint himself to be the king of Vought, the king of the world, the king of the United States, because after the confrontation he had and the fact that he has a fearsome son by his side, I think he's going to go for broke and take over everything. He doesn't need anybody but his own family. And Soldier Boy turned out to be a bad dad, obviously, but now he can be the parent he always wanted to be, and he can have a loyalist son who's probably just as powerful, if not more powerful than he is, which makes them a formidable uh, a formidable threat to the world, I think. That smile that that kid had on his face, that little upturned little bit of a grin, that to me was bone chilling. And uh, wow. But I, I honestly don't think there's going to be any 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 other seven. So, um, yeah. But if, they, if there is going to be a seven... I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know what I, I standard. I mean, now you have the Flash and you have Aquaman who are still on the team. So Wonder Woman's gone. So you have to think like what other powers I think I need people that are as powerful as Homelander. I, I, in terms of the various powers that superheroes can have, I don't know. I mean, take your pick now. Maybe somebody with a power ring. I'd love to see a Green Lantern on uh, on this team. But right now. I just want to see anybody who can kill Homelander. That's all I want to see. And I know you can't kill him because there's no show, but I thought he might not maybe be depowered, but Homelander depowered, but we'll see. Uh, either way, I, I found the, the, the ending of this chilling and, and satisfying. The Iberian troll comes back and says, at first I thought Maeve surviving was a cop-out, but actually it was in service of giving Ashley a brief but meaningful moment by defeating, by defeating, by deleting the footage of her. Listen, I, I, Ashley has been a lot of fun this season, but irredeemable. I mean, a capital B-I-T-C-H. And let me say, I think you're right about that. The fact that she was humiliated by Homelander and then she, 
had a moment of redemption by erasing the footage that showed that Maeve lived, I thought was great for her. And again, that's what the boys does. Just when you want to hate somebody and you can't stand them, then the, the show will come in and give them a little bit of redemption. So you're like, oh, okay, that person is human after all. And I think they did a very good job with Ashley. I, I really I really like that a- actress because, boy, you just want to punch her in the face. But then at the end of this episode, you don't. She redeemed herself in my eyes, and I'll give Ashley another chance. Suthius. Hello, Suthius. Suthius says, how exactly did Maeve survive a fall from hundreds of feet after having her V burned out by Soldier Boy's blast? She should have been human before hitting the ground. Well, I, I would say that we don't exactly know. Remember, they were both hurtling toward the ground. So when the explosion happened, perhaps all of the energy. I mean, we don't know what the science behind Soldier Boy's blasts are like, if it's instantaneous or if it takes a minute or seconds or whatever. But I, I would buy that Maeve made it to the ground before her powers just dissipated. I don't think they turn off immediately or 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 depending on what your powers are, different powers would ebb and flow and leave you not all at the same time. It would just depend. And I think that Maeve obviously had been a superhero for a very, very, very long time. So perhaps her powers didn't just leave her immediately. That's what I would think. I, but I, again, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to get the companion book, The Science of Vought, How Superpowers Work. But they don't publish that book, so I'm never going to know. But uh, that's what I would say. I was, you know, those are very good questions. And I'm always trying to make up in my own mind, in my own head canon, so to speak, answers to these questions because I ponder these things a lot. But it's a very good question, Suthius. Thanks for asking. Daniel Vicura says So, with Butcher's ticking clock of 12 to 18 months, the show will only have one or two seasons left max. I preferred the finale over the lengthy Stranger Things finale, which I liked, but I was impressed. Uh, how the characters were used where it didn't feel like anyone got short shrift. It was great. And who wants to join what's left of the seven now? Well, Daniel, like you, I mean, I did like the the Stranger Things finale, but it was two and a half hours. This finale was a, a tight hour. I didn't feel one moment was wasted. I didn't know what was going to happen. I Like I said, I was on the edge of my seat. I I, I don't know if I would compare and contrast the two finales. I think they were both great in their own ways. But in terms of the writing, in terms of the tautness of 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 what this was doing, I thought it was great, like you did. And I, I completely agree. And who the hell would want to join the Seven, man? Especially once you've watched Homelander take off some dude's head. Why would you want to work for that guy? Uh, I would run far, far, far away. So you're not wrong. Ryder sends in a super chat and says, some people online saying Noir's arc was ruined, but to me, him dying like that and not getting Soldier Boy fight made it more impactful and less cliche. Ryder, I agree with you 100%. Um, Yeah, I mean, Black Noir would have fought Soldier Boy and Soldier Boy would have killed him. And then what? It's like, eh, that's exactly what they were setting up. I mean, when you talk about subverting expectations... I like it when the writers subvert expectations, but give us something instead that was unexpected because another fight, Black Noir is going to fight Soldier Boy and Soldier Boy would have killed him. Would that have been satisfying? No, I thought it was I thought it was much more shocking and more impactful uh, that Homelander killed him. Homelander killed his own teammate. I didn't see that coming. Uh, and I really I, I thought it it, it 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 landed for me. It landed for me. 
Hero75 says, I was expecting it, but it was still horrifying to see the crowd cheer after Homelander killed someone right in front of them. Prepare for Homelander fully unleashed next season. Oh, I expect nothing less than Homelander to take over the United States and just say, come at me, bro. I really do. I think Homelander is going to become a one-man wrecking crew. He's probably going to announce his candidacy, like I said earlier. He's going to become president. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And, I mean, bread and circuses. You know, one of my own personal, on a personal note, one of my own fears has always been the loss of civility. And, you know, what we saw in Highland Park in Illinois last week, and that's that's my greatest fear. Like, we all... We all, there's sort of a social contract, which means that we're all not going to jump on each other and pummel each other in public and take baseball bats in the homes of people we don't know and just randomly kill people. That kind of life is what has always scared me. And I think that's why I've always loved zombies so much because zombies represent the fall of our civilization. So there's something, I'm not scared of zombies like I am, say, of somebody jumping out of the bushes in a movie. Zombies are more of a creeping dread for me, but Homelander represents the loss of civility, but normalized where we will be clapping for him and screaming for him and we'll stand back as he wantonly murders our friends and neighbors and there will be people that want him to do it and will clap and that is terrifying to me, which is why I kind of love where they're taking his character because if that's the way he's going to go, he's scarier to me, which makes him more fun to watch because it's just a TV show or a streaming series. Uh, the Iberian Troll comes back and says, wonderful show, fantastic season, awesome finale. I wonder if Homelander lost his super hearing after Maeve's stab to his ear seemed very intentional. You know, that was really interesting to me because I would have thought something would have happened. I mean, she she shivved his brain, and uh, I thought that was awesome. And I, I think there probably will be lingering effects. We probably won't know what they are, but if they've got to lean into that, he has to have some kind of damage because it's not like he has necessarily super healing. Uh, once he, we saw him have a black eye, he'd never had a black eye before, and she penetrated his skull. So hopefully it will have some lasting ramifications. But look, Ryan's, I think Ryan's going to be even worse than Homelander. I, I, at least I hope so because I love it when kids go truly, truly evil or is his soul going to be redeemed? I don't know, but I'm certainly excited for season four to find out. The Ryan Homelander Show, coming to you next season from Amazon Prime. All right. Uh, Cody Hunt says, I bawled when Mother's Milk reunited with Janine. I love that, too. He explains to her that her grandpa was a hero. She places her hand on his. You're my hero, Daddy great moment in the midst of all this carnage and craziness and hero gasming you still have a great moment between a father and his daughter that's why this show works because for all of the mayhem it's offset with true emotion and i have to say the starlight and uh, i loved it when huey turned up the lights so starlight's power could really manifest herself uh, manifest she she rises up i mean they truly are in love with one another i love their relationship and while it's been a little rocky this season i do love seeing the care she just wants she truly loves him and i i think that's very romantic and uh, I, I like that and who would have thought that this show would have that kind of relationship in it but we got father-daughter reconciliation we've got starlight and huey proving they're a great team who would have thought amidst all the carnage and mayhem we would get that but hey that's what makes this show so good damn it and the writing is so great because they don't have to do this but they do and it's awesome right ray right that's right cody hunt 
says Butcher is the reason why Ryan defended Homelander. All Ryan wants is a father and Butcher abandoned him. That's right, Cody. And that's that's what uh, what is so sad about fathers abandoning their sons. And Ryan, Ryan, I mean, remember, Homelander really is Ryan's father, though. And so that's what's really terrifying. Butcher might have abandoned him, uh, which is true. But it's Homelander for better or for worse. That's really Ryan's father. And look what happens. Uh, It's not going to be pretty. But you're right. I mean, Butcher did reject him. But that's because Ryan is not Homelander. I mean, it's not his. Not but Ryan is not Butcher's son, and I think ultimately Butcher might want to do the right thing. But ultimately, look what happened. This was going to happen one way or another. Better, better it happened now than later. Daniel Vercura says, after seeing Love and Thunder, which I found to be mediocre at best, the boys' finale was a great palate cleanser. The ending was ominous, to say the least. Daniel. I, I agree with you. I, I found, you know, Chris Gore said earlier on this show that he found that Thor Love and Thunder was, it felt like, and John's brought this up too, it felt like a uh, segment or an episode of a TV series. I thought that was a very apt description. Um, I thought the movie was way too silly. And I was, to be honest, disappointed by it. But this was a great palate cleanser because this delivered this delivered the goods. What's really interesting is to show this, this show can combine horrible black comedy. I mean, the darkest satire, like really dark, dark, you know, I love black comedies like Dr. Strangelove. And at the end of Dr. Strangelove, spoiler alert, nuclear war breaks out and kills us all to the strains of we'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when. I mean, that's some dark, dark, dark humor. This show combines dark humor and emotion and just very satisfying superhero battles, bloodletting, sex. This show has it all. And it doesn't ever get too silly because if it was, it would sort of ruin what this show is. And that that the tonal balancing act that the writers do on this show is great. I was missing that from Thor Love and Thunder, unfortunately. Josh Cohen says, I loved the finale, but I am seeing the same criticism online that I did with the uh, Stranger Things season four finale. Plot armor let me down. Have shows like Game of Thrones set expectations for main characters to an unreasonable level? I think so. I mean, I don't know what people expect. I didn't feel that way. I mean, plot armor, what, that that Maeve didn't die? Or I, I don't think that that this show is that way at all. But yeah, I mean, I think that, look... I think we're so used to bitching and moaning and complaining all the time. I know I do, especially when it comes to Star Trek. And since John's not here, I can talk about Star Trek all I want. I won't, but I can. Uh, I think that that we're used to bitching and moaning and complaining. And when we see things like this that are actually quite well written, and I'm not saying you have to love it. You can, if, if it let you down, if it disappointed you, absolutely. Uh, don't let me sway you from that opinion because you're not wrong. If it disappointed you, it disappointed you. But I think that demonstrably the writing on this show has been really, really strong. And I don't think there's never a moment where I'm like, that character couldn't have survived this. So far, I've believed what I've seen uh, in this show. And um, I, I'm going to go with it. I, I think it was a very rousing, very satisfying finale. Um, Josh Cohn means main characters dying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody had plot armor necessarily because we don't know how strong these characters really are. Um, 
but you know, I don't, I didn't expect any of our main characters to die. I think that I only expected Homelander to get depowered. That was what I was, I thought they were going for, but I love the way it ended. Homelander is not depowered. And now he's a dad, which makes him more dead. And now he can wantonly kill people in the streets and people cheer for him. That makes him more dangerous than ever before. And I am so there for it. Bring it on, Anthony Starr. I think you should kill as many people as you want. I hope you become president. I hope your son's worse than you are. I think it's going to be awesome. Bring that on because, man, what a villain you will make in season four. By God. Yes. The more evil, the better. Homelander is one bad MF-er. Mista47 says, finally, Todd realizes he was wrong. And he cheered. I knew he was a coward. Screw Todd. Also, that smile at the end, Brightburn 2.0. <laughs> it was like Brightburn 2.0. And uh, although I didn't love Brightburn, um, uh, I like, I would love to see a better version of it with Ryan. I'd love to see that happen. But you're not wrong. That smile at the end. I mean, uh, you know what? Whenever I see as a filmmaker myself, whenever I see a shot like that, like that close up, I wonder how long was that the first take? Or was that like take 10? Because that holding on his face and just the right amount of smile, that was perfection personified. I loved that they got that performance from him. Whoa, was that chilling? Whoa, Nelly. I'm scared of that kid, man. I never want to meet him in a dark alley, ever. Daryl Best Wadley says, Ryan's smirk at the end terrified me. Daryl Best Wadley you and I park our shuttlecrafts in the same shuttle bay because that was some scary shit. Terrifying. Terrifying. But like everyone's pointing out, again, what a performance. He was. I thought Ryan's, that character has turned out to be a great character. I'm really, I'm excited. And he's a scary dude. One scary dude. Andy. Andy says, I thought Soldier Boy would die. And when the season four premiere would come, Vought would pay tribute to him by having someone sing, Carry on my wayward son, Kansas. That's very funny. I'm surprised they haven't used that yet. But you know what? It'd be a little too on the nose. But I'm glad Soldier Boy's not dead because they got to trot him out again. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry they put him back into deep freeze. I I want, I mean, I could see that they, they, they keep him on ice for a while. Like they might not, if this goes to like season eight, then they'll bring Soldier Boy back. But unless the election happens and he gets elected president of the United States, I don't know if they're going to go that far and get go that down that road, but I could see it happening. Can you imagine if Homelander just has rallies all over the country, whistle stop, you know, he'll, he'll take the train around and say to hi to people. And then he just starts killing people at the, at, at his rallies. And then America's like, yeah, let's vote for him. I could see that happening. We're not that far away from it in real life that happening. Um, who knows? It's going to be terrifying. And he goes on to say, now that the boys season three is done, I can definitely say that this is the best comic book TV show so far, even better than my most favorite comic book show, Daredevil. I agree. I think that this is probably the greatest uh, comic book adaptation ever. And look, it's different than the comic. And sometimes the comic sometimes went, I thought, too far for its own. It went too far to to go too far just just for shock value. This goes far, but it all works in terms of the storytelling, and I think that's fantastic. Truly, truly love that. So uh, I agree with you. This is this is um, this is a fantastic show, and it's probably my very favorite comic book adaptation, maybe ever, on TV. Absolutely. 
Uh, Zashawn says Butcher is taking Perma-V next season to heal. I agree. That I thought I thought Huey and Butcher would be taking regular Compound V, Perma-V. Uh, I I see no way around that. I think it's got to happen because who doesn't want who doesn't want our boy to survive? I know I do, right, buddy? You're gonna come back next season, right? You're gonna not die, right? I hope so. So Zishan goes, power scaling is this show's biggest issue. Maeve gets out of a bigger explosion hugging Soldier Boy with minor injuries while Crimson gets burned to a crisp. Well, Zishan, I think that, you know, again, people's powers don't necessarily have anything to do with their vulnerability. I think it really depends on what kind of a person you are, what kind of a, a superpowered being you are. Um, not everyone is the same and not all powers work the same. But I can understand where you're coming from. I mean, it's getting to the point where... People are surviving a lot of things. We don't really know how powerful people are, but you know, Maeve is an, uh, she's Wonder Woman, so how much she can take seems realistic. And and um, I I don't have a, as much a problem with any of that um, because we don't actually know. They've never come out and said, "Well, here's how we here's how we measure the superpowers and their invulnerabilities, or the superheroes and their invulnerabilities. We don't know. So as long as we don't know and they keep it nebulous. I don't have a problem suspending my disbelief. Sam Fisher says, I'm going to miss Noir, but I knew as soon as he said he knew Soldier Boy was Homelander's dad, he was dead. Me too. Did you know that nod? And you know what was great? The Black Noir nod, the way he, he just said, well, the way he nodded, he knew he was dead. He told the truth. He didn't have to tell the truth. He told the truth knowing it was probably going to be, because look, we never saw his face. But we can assume, especially what we've learned this season, that it was not a pretty sight. And um, he was probably had been tormented and had been suffering the tortures of the damned for decades. So maybe he was looking for that sweet release and knew that if he's old Homelander that he would get just that sweet, sweet release. Zashan says, Butcher shifting his attention away from Homelander to Soldier Boy made no sense. Tell Soldier Boy they need to fight Homelander first because he's the bigger threat then get Ryan out. Yeah, but you know what? In that kind of a scuffle when all hell is breaking loose, it's hard to it's hard to sort of keep your eye on the prize and understand what's important. I mean, it was mayhem. I, I don't know. I might have a problem with that. I mean, I'd have to maybe go back and watch it again. But at the time, it didn't really bother me that much because there was all kinds of mayhem breaking loose. So um, it's hard to think under fire like that. But you know, maybe if I went back and watched it again, it might bother me more. But it didn't bother me when I was watching it. Sam Fisher says, do we know what the deal with Butcher is? Is he terminal? Will he rapidly deteriorate like he has Alzheimer's? Or is it a big or is it a, a once more and dead thing? Well, I think that we found out he's got 12 to 18 months to live. Um, again, you know, is it like uh, mad cow disease, bovine spongiform encephalopathy when your your brain just literally turns into a sponge and you slowly lose all your faculties? I don't know. I, I don't know what I didn't get to read enough of that report to know what uh, temp compound V does to you, but um, it can't be good. So it's going to be interesting to see how he deteriorates and what how far does he have to go before he actually takes permavi? Um, I don't know, but uh I think we're going to find out next season. Absolutely. Because we kind of have to at this point. Car Black is back. And she says, just because something is unpredictable doesn't mean it's great writing. Killing off Black Noir like that was uncalled for and stupid, in my opinion. 
Um, I mean, I can see again. I can see how you feel that way, but I, I, I think that what would have happened if 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 Soldier Boy and Black Noir fought? I mean, they would have fought, and Soldier Boy would have killed Black Noir. We might have seen Black Noir's actual face, and that. But I, I, I mean. If they just fought and Soldier Boy killed Black Noir, wouldn't that also be sort of predictable and ultimately unsatisfying? I think that having what happened between Homelander and him, uh, I think it was more um, more interesting, and and the the pathos of it, and the fact that also Homelander's taking out his own team uh, made it interesting. But I can understand totally where you're coming from. I mean, maybe the soldier boy, black noir confrontation, if it wasn't just a fight, but if it was a confrontation and they had something to teach us about the characters or have another revelation about Vought or something. I mean, look, my only, my only, uh, complaint really about the episode is it's, I'm a, I stand for Stan and the fact that Stan didn't come back. I was surprised. That was, that was to me, my, my one big, big, biggest complaint of the season uh, is that Stan is gone, but I think he's going to come back because Stan and Black Noir had something going on. You know, obviously they they worked together in the '80s, so I really wanted Stan to come back. But now they'll never re- they'll, there's never going to be a Black Noir Stan reunion, which is too bad. Sam Fisher says we all thought Newman just wanted V for her daughter. Still don't know how that turned out. No, that's a dangling plot thread. But of course she wanted the vice presidency. Yep. That's what she was looking for. We don't know what happened to her daughter and how interesting that her daughter was subject to full-on compound V and Ryan is a soup. So perhaps there's either a Romeo and Juliet superhero romance in the offing or there's two characters that can do battle as the next generation. Don't know what's going to happen, but can't wait to find out. Very excited. Uh, Jerome asks, think Huey still kept the temp V? Yeah, I do. I mean, Starlight's hot and all, but you don't get rid of something like that easily. And and I think I wouldn't be surprised if both Huey and Butcher, I thought both Huey and Butcher were going to go full on V uh, by the end of the season. They didn't, but I can still see it happening. And uh, of course, Starlight's not going to be happy with that. But um, yeah, I think he kept that. I think he kept the temp V. Mr. 47 says, when they introduced... uh, V24, I was under the impression the powers would, would be random every time they used it. Sadly, the story couldn't allow for that. You know what? I thought that too. I thought that every time you took V, the, the temp V, that you would ha- manifest a different power every time. But in a way, I kind of like the idea that each person already has this innate power buried in them, in their cells or whatever, and that that the V brings it out. So everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different power. Some people are going to have the same kinds of powers, but I like the fact, and it would have been, like you said, it would, from a production standpoint, um, you know, effects cost money. And every time you show somebody manifest their effects, even if Huey's just teleporting and disappears, even though they put a flash of light or something on it, it still costs money. So having somebody manifest different kinds of powers becomes really expensive on a TV budget. So I kind of like what they did. I can't remember if it was like that in the comic. I want to go back and pull out my, I have the like absolute, they're called absolute versions because those are DC, but I have that same size slip cased versions of the, of the, the first two, the boys comics in those collections. I want to go back and find out how that played out. I actually haven't read the comics since they first came out. So at the end of the season, it makes me want to go back and read, which I'm going to do because I can, because they're in my, uh, in my Rob's So I can just, whenever I want, read the boys. Uh, 
How great is that? Well, and that brings us to the end. First of all, I want to thank all of you for joining me on my first solo effort. How did I do? Did you think I was a giant douche canoe or do you like my insights? Go down in the comments and tell me. Either way, I, I won't hold it against you. Um, oh, thanks a lot. I get a boo from Rayora. Rayora is booing me. It's a Friday. He's, he's eating animal crackers. Bring me one of those damn animal crackers. Come on. You're going to boo me? You're going to bring me an animal cracker. Uh, come on. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, come on. Chop, chop. Come here, boy. Yeah. Look at that. Well, I, thanks, man. And you know, I'm taking a few. No, this is Ray Orr, ladies and gentlemen. Ray Orr, of course, he's always in the live chat with us, and he does great graphics, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. He's, uh, he's a great man, and uh, he's a good friend. So, Ray, thank you. And he brings me Animal Crackers live on this show. So, mm, damn, these are good. So, anyway, thank you all for sending in your great questions. We very much appreciate it when you support this channel like that. Thanks to Storyblocks for sponsoring this show. And remember... You can come back. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We've got one episode of Miss Marvel left, but I don't know what our next after show is going to be. I know that Ray and I are really pushing to do For All Mankind, but we're already five episodes into a 10-episode season. Maybe we can do that. Yep. Maybe that's going to... Well, yeah. Oh, sh oh okay. We're going to do after shows for She-Hulk and Andor. Which starts first? Uh, I think She-Hulk. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you then. But maybe... Ray and I, we're not going to tell John. We'll just do our own For All Mankind after show. Even though we're five episodes in, we'll catch you up, and then we'll do. I mean, wouldn't that be fun, Ray? Would you yeah, be down for that? awesome, man. It's a great show. Well, there we go. Well, thank you. I'm Robert Meyer Burnett. You can find me on Instagram at RM Burnett. Find me on Twitter at Burnett RM. Slide into my DMs if you want to tell me I'm a douche canoe. Or you can find me on my own website, postgeeksingularity.com, or the, web, the YouTube page, postgeeksingularity. Thanks for watching. We very much appreciate it. All of us here at the John Campy Show wish we could take Compound V2.